time I see him, I'm like, are you on peyote? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and that's how we begin, trashing Sherrod Small, who I invited to, to get parts to do a little podcasting with Mike Cannon and myself and Mike Sappho and maybe Chris Stefano, but... Uh, Sherrod doesn't really, holy crap, look at the tits on this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there are some uncomfortable breasts in New York City. Well, oh, she just covered up because we were all looking. Well, what, what do you expect? You're not wearing, she's not wearing a bra, bro. He's now mad at us. This blonde just Is walking. That the fucking Tim Heidecker? <laughs> <laughs> this blonde. It's just walking down 72nd. Do you know what's so funny? Yeah, go ahead. Is I legitimately thought you were talking about the four foot by four foot Hispanic woman next to her. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, those are some pretty awful tits. You thought I was talking about that square? (laughs) A literal square just walked by. The tan SpongeBob. That that proves that God has a sense of humor. You got the blonde walking by. She was probably a 36, pushing a D, no bra, young. So there was not much of a bounce going on. So we both start staring. Is it okay? Yeah, you of course. Admit that you're st- Please. Okay, even though you're uh, married with a kid now. And, uh, and so I'm staring. You're staring. Mike's staring. And then the guy gets mad and then she covers up like, <laughs> I mean... Do, do women understand what that does to a guy? I thought that was the goal for the most part, right? Like, yeah. it, like when I'm wearing a certain outfit, I'm I'm hoping to get oglers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm hoping somebody will just be like, "Man, that guy looks sharp." Yeah. And I assume when you're showcasing a little bit of your breast, people are gonna, be, you know, I hope people appreciate them. I, someone's got to explain the whole thing to us because I guess we're not supposed to ogle. But, you know, and she looks like, how dare you look at my breasts? Like- In fairness, I was jerking off. So I, guess- <laughs> <laughs> I might have pushed it over the line. I want to uh, give Gephardt's uh, a little bit of a plug. So this is, uh, this is where we do a lot of our podcast, Mike Cannon, nice. uh, since we left Westwood One. And it's, uh, it's a great beer joint. It's called Gephardt's Beer Culture on 72nd Street between Broadway and West End Avenue. And, and a lot of the fans of this podcast are stopping by and checking it out. Just oh, because, cool. Just because we podcast from here, which See, is nice. I n- I've never been here. This looks exactly my drinking speed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I thought when I said, hey, you want a podcast? I, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking to myself, I have the perfect spot for you. But then I forgot that you... Um, you stopped drinking for seven or eight months. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm almost at eight months, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to go back. I'm kind of in the... No. Yeah, I'm like in a fun zone where I'm, I'm writing better, and I'm more of a human being and uh, right. less depressed. And, so, and, and you're 30 pounds lighter. 30 pounds lighter. I'm high all the time, but like, right. you know, so that, that helps me not feel as much, but... <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference between still getting high mm. and, uh, and getting high and also being uh, a heavy drinker? I'm way more functional when I'm stoned, and uh, I I still have the work ethic. Yeah. When I drink, I am totally fuck it. Like I'm I'm I guess that's like who I am deep down is just somebody who doesn't want to do much. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so when I'm boozing and all my inhibitions are gone, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna graze. But I thought marijuana would do that. Would make you like just say fuck it to everything. I know, I know. it makes you a little bit more creative, but it also makes you kind of. You know, a bit on the lazy side. I think I think it's different for different people. For whatever reason, like I, I before she was pregnant, I got high with my wife. Yeah, and she, uh, you know, she was having like a tough time for the most part. She was just kind of like, like, oh, uh, why do I feel weird? And I'm like, we smoked. She's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, just forgetting that she was under the influence. And yeah. She's like, why aren't you weird? And I was like. Right. 
I don't know, I feel great. And she's like, this is built for you. Yes. And like she had this kind of moment where she was like, oh, this but, this works for you. But you you probably have a much bit, a higher tolerance than her, right? Yeah. And yeah. also, I at this point, I smoke a specific type okay. of pot that is uh, you know, more or less specifically for me dude so i'm back in the pot game Mm -hmm. not like you but i'm 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 more than dipping at this point you gotta (laughs) help me out which which one yeah yeah because there's so many what ails you uh what do you mean like for me i am uh i don't want to five lane super highway brain okay you know what i mean constant thoughts unwanted thoughts uh very difficult to organize yeah with pot it kind of bottlenecks the traffic a little bit okay and allows me to kind of slowly sift through everything all right so it's a it's a little bit slower i'm not as crisp what are some of the unwanted thoughts uh mostly self-hatred and and like uh and guilt like that's another thing with drinking my dad uh like when i grew up he was an alcoholic uh in recovery yeah Going to AA, I've been to AA with him since I was like four years old. Jesus. Yeah, so I mean that was like kind of my babysitter is shivering adults, <laughs> <laughs> pounding coffee and just talking about all the horrible shit they've done. Wait, your dad thought it was okay to bring you to AA meetings at four years old? Yeah, I guess. And I, got, I, mean, I, I got a I got a six year old. I can't imagine uh, bringing her even uh, when I podcast. <laughs> I gotta say, in terms, you know, in regards to his behavior, that was probably the most constructive. Okay, like that that wasn't even top 50 worst shit he would do right but uh so that was fine but i also was brought up to like anybody that held a beer they were an alcoholic right so that's what i was taught to judge and look at okay kind of took pot and psychedelics and therapy to break free right. of that judgment but it still is that for me gotcha so when i drink the next day not only do i have the anxiety of the hangover and like yeah. the self-hatred of uh now i wasted a day i burned this what did i say you yeah. know who, who's whose dick did i grab <laughs> it's, like, it's it's you know i'm also i have that stuff that has kind of been embedded into me yeah. where now i'm you know hating it, everything it's not gay if you're drunk <laughs> yeah that's exactly it's right it's not gay if you're blacked out <laughs> uh, but i mean going to aa meetings with your dad at four years old i bet you that helped you become a a comedian right i'm sure yeah and it also I, I i mean i've gone through the years like so even when i was in college and just starting to get to drink yeah my like i would go with my dad and all it did was reinforce that i didn't have a problem wow <laughs> because you you listen and yeah. it, that's probably actually a bad thing too because at some point you know i did need to rein it back and there are times that i could have done it less and and you know focused a little more yeah but somebody is always doing it way worse okay so you go to aa and you hear somebody like you know i'd wake up and i'd make some breakfast and i'd, ha- I'd have like a morning beer with breakfast and then i'd get on the train and i'd have my beer in a bag and i'd sip that on the train then i'd get off the train i'd walk to work i'd stop in the bar get like a bloody mary before work do a bump of coke in the bathroom <laughs> go to work you know get a little done do a little bump of coke underneath the desk uh every once in a while go to lunch have a couple cocktails oh at lunch God. uh come back to the office finish up work then go to happy hour do a bunch of blow and then kind of you know the whole thing starts all over again. oh my god and i'm like yeah i am the man yeah. like i've never had a problem yeah i have no issues whatsoever exactly do you remember one good aa story from when you were when you were going as a kid I remember there was like an older kid and we were like talking. I, I tried to do a joke about this, but it got like too sad. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it was like kind of an offhanded reference that I was trying to make it sound like I made it up. Yeah. But uh, 
my dad, my this kid was. We were like talking. Which one's your dad? And I was like, Oh, he's the one like you know constantly smoking cigarettes right. over there. And I was like, Which one's yours? And he's like, Oh, he's the one telling the story about how he worked over my mom because she overcooked the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I just that has stuck in my brain that wording exactly for my whole life. You know, I can't. I almost could see the guy's point, though, man. I love spaghetti, and when people overcook it, it's, it's infuriating. If you, if you fuck up al dente, I mean, <laughs> right, you know, it's every, infuriating. It, once is all right, but twice, right. you got to learn. Nothing worse than leaving the spaghetti in the water a little too long. <laughs> Not to mention that, I think, is a part of the old Italian cookbook. is just a nice punch in the face if right. you fuck it up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're here at Get Parts with Mike Cannon, and... Um, so last time I had you on the podcast, you announced to the world that you were going to be a father. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, following your social media and stuff, I haven't actually seen you since. As soon as you had a kid, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get this guy on the podcast. Because yeah. if someone has a good take on <laughs> the whole pregnancy thing and then having a kid, I think it's Mike Cannon over almost anyone out there. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah absolutely. <laughs> I mean, now you probably will disappoint me with that yeah, setup. But I was like, "Oh, all right, no." But go back. All right, so go back. Uh, uh, well, yeah, about seven or eight months. Sure. So, so I, I told you how it happened, right? Right before I went to the Middle East. Did got, I get into that? You got to refresh my. So I like we hadn't been trying, and the pregnancy to me was a surprise. Apparently, like my wife had been like preparing for it for a while <laughs> we went to tulum on like a vacation and apparently we did like these spiritual ceremonies and she's like setting intentions and pulling tarot cards and shit just doing everything in her power to like you know white woman witchcraft right. it into this world wait tulum in mexico yeah yeah i've been there oh it's so beautiful you, you went to the ruins and all that uh we actually didn't do that because we was fucking okay. but uh <laughs> but yeah we we did we did like the cenotes and all that stuff we kind of it was like one of those really great vacations where we didn't do shit, right. like, which are so few and far between because my wife is like captain activities. Right. And so anytime that we can like, I, you know, super I'm trying to remember the Mayan ruins we went to. I guess they just call it Tulum or something. Mm. Uh, Tulum ruins or whatever. And on the way out. Sorry, we'll get back to all no, this. No. But I can't believe you just mentioned Tulum. <laughs> uh, this guy goes, hey, you want to hold a tiger? Oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah. And I wasn't <laughs> drunk or high, right? Uh -huh. And then so this guy hands me a tiger that was more than a cub. It was heavy as shit. Holy shit. And I got a great you know, little video for Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and all that. Thinking nothing of it, I got fucking attacked by people. No kidding? They're like, you know, everyone is encouraged not to do that because, you know, you pay the guy 10, 15 bucks, sure, whatever. Yeah. I don't even remember. Maybe even $20. And you hold a tiger. Who gets to do that? Turns out the tigers are all drugged up and stuff so oh, they don't fucking hurt you. <laughs> and I didn't even ask that. I'm just like, yeah, I'm holding a tiger. Yeah, right. And then... Wow. I mean, what are you going to read it? Like, it check its papers? I got the shit kicked out of me on Twitter, though. People no were kidding. mad. Oh, that's Really mad. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's like, all right, mistake made. But, yeah. you know, what, what I the didn't know. I, I just do? assumed, yeah. you know, the guy knew what he was doing. You know, when that's the thing about when you travel. Mike is a big traveler. Mm. When you go elsewhere, they, they let you do crazy shit that you're, <laughs> you don't get to do in America. And you just, in your mind, you just assume... Wow, you just stopped me cold. Holy shit. Mike's showing us a picture of him with a tiger, a full-grown tiger. A dead one he killed. <laughs> <laughs> they let him do it. right? On, yeah, just they, they, they held it down, and he just punched it to death. 
It's just like that. It's just like that chick that thinks she's so cool with the dead giraffe, and everyone's yeah, right. like, "Where do you live?" <laughs> oh, actually, that shit pisses me off. Big yeah, time. that's what's the story of the tiger now? Yeah, it was down in Thailand. We were up there in Chiang Mai, and uh, the first one we went to, they were definitely drugged because they were just comatose sitting there. And then you get chicks. You know, I put it right on Twitter. Mm. I only had maybe like 500 followers. And then people crushed me. I looked into it. And then we went to a real one, a real sanctuary. And you can tell the difference. They're alive, walking around. You got to sign papers and stuff. <laughs> They're licking their lips. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. They, you can't go in there until they feed. They feed them like so much. Yeah. Then you can go in because like, you know, they lay around. Then you can go right. in there for a few minutes to get pictures. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. That, but, I mean, the picture is cool as hell, man. That is awesome. I went to a, a cockfight in Bali yeah. with my wife. We went there <laughs> nice. for, <laughs> for our honeymoon. Right. And, like, you know, we had a, a, a driver that we paid 11 cents per day. <laughs> right. And he would take he was taking around, us around. And he's like, you know, how, how weird are you guys? Do you yeah. want to get weird with it? And yeah. we're like, yeah, let's get fucking weird with it. Right. So he was like, let's go to a cockfight. We were the two white, only two white people there my wife was the only woman so i of course i'm assuming she's going to be beheaded or declitted <laughs> or something and uh so we're there and they're betting they're tying daggers to their feet because that's like the way to make it in, uh, humane yeah. because you know otherwise they're just bludgeoning each other to death with <laughs> right. their beaks they're, uh, yeah they're, they're trying to make the kill quicker exactly yeah. yeah so but i we were betting on it and you know the, i got i was so poor at picking winners that people were waiting for me to place my bet so they could bet the opposite Ah. And I, I didn't win a single bet. I, uh, yeah, I was a hundred percent from the field for losing. But but how hard is it? I don't know. It's I guess 50-50, pretty fifty, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, and I, it was like statistically impossible what I did. <laughs> But, God. I mean, every guy that was in the catcher's position smoking 48 cigarettes in a matter of minutes yeah. was, like, just watching me putting in their bets after That's and winning. Funny. Yeah. We, we went uh, to the Bahamas, and we went on one of these excursions where, like, you know, you could, you could scuba dive. Not scuba dive. It was snorkel. Snorkel with sharks. Mm -hmm. I'm like... Shit. I'm like, all right, I guess they know what they're doing. So we just assume. We sign some weird paper, and, <laughs> you know, no one reads it. You just sign because you want to get on the boat. And next thing you know, we're uh, we're diving in the Bahamas. Uh, sorry, scuba diving in the Bahamas, and they have like a box of just chum at the bottom. Oh my! And god. And they open that shit up, and sharks come from everywhere. But they're like, oh, don't worry, mom. They're they're reef sharks, and reef sharks won't hurt you. Yeah. But they look like they'll hurt you. And we're scuba diving, and and they're like, don't panic when they come circling up toward the surface. They're just curious. And now we got reef sharks all around us. Right? Holy. Fuck. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, I'm still thinking, oh, they really know what they're doing. They've been doing this for 20, 30 years. <laughs> next thing, next thing you, you hear one of the guys go, yeah, man, out of the water, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a reef shock. And we're like, what? And everyone's just oh swimming, swimming for their lives <laughs> to get back on the fucking boat. <laughs> I don't know what what kind of shark it was, but it wasn't a reef shark. Holy that, shit! But they take these chances, and and we used to uh, on the radio we would talk about you know excursions around the world, and people would call in with the crazy ass shit. I'm trying to remember, but I remember I think it was alligators, and you could buy an actual goat for like ten dollars, <laughs> a live goat, and just throw it in the pen. Holy! Because shit. it's not America. They it's don't, like Jurassic Park. Yeah, they don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Isn't that amazing? That's why in Tulum with the cenote, like, you know, people are like, it's a natural pool. There's no sharks. Like, don't worry about that. But then we're walking in there and there's signs that say corkadiles, like they're misspelled for crocodiles. <laughs> right. And I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, it's, it's usually pretty cool. Yeah. But we get in there and, 
you never know. Like, you can't really see where anything is coming from. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we saw a couple before. They kind of scrambled yeah. off the water. And then you see a couple across the way, and they swim into the water. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in here for like eight seconds, and I'm going back to the pool at the resort. Yeah, sure. Fuck this. What, what is this pool? Uh, the cenote? Yeah, yeah. I never heard so, of it before. The cenote, I guess, is like a naturally formed uh, body of water. Okay. Where, like, it, I guess it uh, washed up to enclose. It's like a pond, but right. filled with ocean water. So it has all the salt water. Oh, cool. It's still got ocean life in it, but right. it doesn't have any flow from any other bodies of water. So okay. it's completely self-contained. Right. Yeah. And, and it's spiritual? I guess. I mean, in Tulum, that wasn't the spiritual thing. That was just something that we went to to, like, you know. Chill uh, out. Yeah, chill out and, like, get some. Uh, right get rid of the heat or whatever right but where we stayed fuck i'm trying to think of the place which was awesome but uh we stayed at this resort and they had us do this kind of like you know lighting incense or whatever it was and a cleansing of our spirit and yeah. you know it, just the whole thing and while i'm sitting there wishing for career success my <laughs> wife is <laughs> right. wishing for my cum to work <laughs> Oh, so really? Yeah. And, uh, that, yeah. and that's what led to the pregnancy? So we didn't even try on that vacation. I was still pulling like a savage. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was always pulling real early. The, the time it happened was our re- was our first real attempt where I was going to the Middle East to perform for the troops. Yeah. And the night before, I was like joking around about being this hero going over there. And I was like, hey, just like, like a soldier, just in case I die over there, I might as well like, you know, drop a batch. Yeah. So as we're having sex, I literally, as I'm coming, go, I'm deploying. <laughs> <laughs> just came inside of her. And the and day I got back, 12, uh, 12 or 13 days later, she told me she was pregnant. And it worked. It that's like, amazing. Yeah, clung to the sides of her uterus instantly. And, and you wanted a kid, right? Or were you talked into it? Or? So, no, no. It, it's something that I for sure wanted. I didn't know when about the where. timing. Yeah, and, yeah, okay. You know, there is no proper timing, especially with comedy. I feel like the only time I would have really been like comfortable with it is had I had already done nine seasons of Seinfeld and yeah. we were living off of $800 million. Uh, there you go. Yeah, then exactly. I would have felt like totally fine. But now, you know, this is my job and this is, That's this awesome. is the reality. Yeah. Uh, what was going to say in there? Oh, shoot. I, I just lost my thought. Ah, I just lost my thought on something. That's ah, fine. Uh, so how was the pregnancy in general? It was great. I mean, my, my wife, like, she didn't have any sickness. Yeah. Uh, nothing like, you know, nothing really hard or any complications or anything anything like that we both you know i read uh i read a little bit about it and i read some like uh parenting books and pregnancy stuff uh but that's more, all horseshit yeah i mean the classes are horseshit that's what's so funny is like i was in aruba doing gigs uh it, it bob kelly was out there too and uh i'm sitting there aruba have you been no it's like I, the official island of massachusetts i, 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 I <laughs> I had Bobby, no idea. Bobby, over the years, has tried to talk me into going to Aruba. Mm-hmm. And then my yeah. uh, my mentor in this business, Brother Wee's up there in Rochester, yeah, yeah. he goes to Aruba. And, oh, okay. But you know what? I'm a weird dude. I got to be honest with you. Because <laughs> the one thing that turns me off about Aruba is they say there's a windy side. So oh, that, yeah. So that yeah. has always made me panic. Like, what if I fuck up and we're on the windy side? I don't think any of the hotels are on that side. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they just stick the locals to batten down their own hatches. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there, like, you know, reading the books during the day and catching some sun. Yeah. And, like, you know, this mother walked by and she goes... It doesn't say nothing. It doesn't say nothing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And she's like, you got to learn on your own. I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks, lady. And she's yeah. like, I'm serious. Stop reading now. And right. I'm like, 
All right, like beat it, you fucking blotchy skin maniac. She's, me, but she's not wrong. When, no. When I found out I was going to be a father, I was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when I got fired from uh, the big radio gig many years ago for the Sex for Sam thing, I just wandered the earth. And I finally went to San Francisco for the first time because my old college roommate from Geneseo, oh, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Uh, that's where he lives. So I, I made the ride from L.A. to San Francisco, and I hung out, I hung out up there for a month, and I oh, fucking shit. loved it. Yeah, that's Fast a forward a bunch city. of years, I'm with this uh, with my girl, and well, we were married, and and I said, let's go to San Francisco. I got to show you this place; it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So we get there, and obviously something wasn't right, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, all right, we got to, uh, you know, I want to take it Alcatraz, and we're gonna rent bikes and uh, and inline skates and go over the Golden Gate Bridge, and then we're gonna do this, and we're gonna go up to Wine Country, blah blah blah. And she goes, I, I, I we have to take a pregnancy test. I'm like, what? <laughs> I know, man. I got a whole day planned for us, uh-huh. right? So, uh, long story short, we, t- we we do the pregnancy test in the hotel, find out that, you know, I'm going to be a father, we're going to yeah. be parents, and I'm like, holy shit, excited like anybody else, because we, you know, obviously we were planning on that. And then after the moment, stupid me, I'm like, all right, so we're going to go to Alcatraz, and then we're going to go over the Golden Gate Bridge. She's like, no, we're going to the bookstore, and we're going to get books. Uh-huh. And she walked out of it, it was Barnes & Noble, which is now long gone. With a stack of books and the same shit. There's nothing <laughs> in those books that is gonna get you know prepare you to be a father. Yeah, I mean, I so I'm I was just panicked about like when to take her to the hospital. You know what I mean? Like right. that was the only thing I was worried about. And we ended up actually hiring a doula. Yeah, which uh, oh, nice. If you have the means, I would recommend it because they, they were like just a so- she was a solid coach. Yeah. the entire time, really walked us through the entire process. We right. took a couple of like you know uh, uh, lactation courses and right. stuff like that through yeah. her, and I just took copious notes on what am I looking for to get her to the hospital because all of my information was coming from like Father of the Bride two <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and knocked up where like you know the water breaks. And yeah. We have eight seconds to yeah, get yeah, to the yeah. hospital. Otherwise, right. you're spitting this baby on your closet floor. Well, well what, you, what you find out is, you know, when the news uh, tells the story of uh, the taxi cab delivered a baby today yes. in Manhattan, that is rare. Of course, yeah. It, it turns out when their water breaks, you've got another 18 hours. Oh, it's forever. They should tell us this shit. Dude, forever. It's forever. And we had, we had a false alarm because, uh, you know, a, a little bit graphic, but her mucus plug started uh, coming out a few days before. Before, right. like the actual labor got underway, but we we thought that meant like it was time. So yeah. we left in the middle of the night, like three days before it was supposed to happen. Yeah. And we get in the back of the in an Uber with some Hasidic guy <laughs> nice. playing Hebrew blues. Right. I've literally never heard like literally blues riffs with. <laughs> <laughs> it was like BB King singing that in like awesome. Hebrew. It was the most bizarre experience of my life. But we were like talking, and I'm easing her through her contractions, and yeah. he like was, I guess, pissed off because he just kept turning up the volume. <laughs> he was not happy. He, he was just not wasn't happy. into the experience. <laughs> he gave you one star, that, yeah, exactly. that son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I want to hear that music, though. I'm going to look it up on YouTube tonight. Um, <laughs> that, you know, I, I, I'm going to go shot for shot with you uh, with this. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, her water breaks and we go to the hospital and I'm thinking just like you at the movies and stuff, we're yeah. going to have this kid, you know, uh, in the middle of Central Park as we're trying to drive through Central Park right. to get to the hospital. So we get to the hospital, and obviously we're going to have a kid, and I said the stupidest thing ever. I look at the, the lady that's taking all the vitals and stuff, uh-huh. checking us in and everything, and they're basically saying, yeah, you're going to have this kid, you know? And I go, is this going to take is this gonna take long? <laughs> I have a 5 a.m. wake up. Because <laughs> for me, 
I mean, I'll I'll explain this to the, the day I die, and I'll never win, and I get it. Uh-huh. But to me, like I was doing morning radio, and I I wasn't a good sleeper, and when her water broke, the timing couldn't have been any worse because mm. I was so tired. We were in our apartment already. She was cutting strawberries and her water broke. And I'm like, holy fuck. Oh, I was shit. panicking because I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I'll literally be able to keep my eyes yeah. open. So when we got to the hospital, I was panicking. And that's when I said, is this going to take long? <laughs> and my wife looks at me like, you son of a bitch. But it, I... In my defense, I was panicking. Like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to be a loser here and, and pass out. Totally. Yeah. So you know, we Did, got we got through that. I mean, man, that yeah. Our our pregnancy was super easy, and uh, you know, the pregnant sex is not my favorite thing in the entire world. Not to mention, I went to fucking Aruba, so I had to glove up right. after that, which be, because of my exposure to Zika. So if I didn't want a Beetlejuice-headed baby, I had right. to literally wear a condom for the rest of the pregnancy. So that just, you know, it just killed our both of our libidos, not right. to mention the baby, and also feeling a child kick while thrusting <laughs> is an immediate boner killer. What about the tight <clears throat> boobies, though? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd squeeze those while jerking off while she was sleeping. <laughs> You're the best. You're the best. I didn't realize these were here. It's okay. You're the best. Oh, but but I, I do got to back up before uh, you go through the whole hospital thing. So um, you, did you go and do the classes? So we, we just had the doula. So she came to us. Oh, okay. Yeah, instead of doing like the Lamaze you know or anything like that. It's, we, we, did, did we, did, we did the classes and, and you know, you being a stand-up comedian. You missed a great opportunity because there's a lot of fucking characters at these classes. <laughs> so we go, and my my wife couldn't have been cooler, but then they show the film. They actually show mm. a birth. Oh, yeah. And uh, so the lady in the front of the room who basically told us how much she hates kids, I'm like, why are you teaching this <laughs> class? She's, she's, she loves dogs and would obsess about her dogs, talk about her dogs and say, I don't even know why you people would want to have kids. But anyway, and she oh, wasn't Jesus. joking. And I'm thinking, man, maybe her supervisor should realize that this is not the right person to be doing this. because She's lost all, her passion. Yeah, because we're all panicking. We're all uh, first-time parents, yeah. obviously. You want someone that's like, oh, it's beautiful mm-hmm. and this and that. But she's like, oh, my God, why would he do this? <laughs> because live in New York and, you, you know, you don't have a lot of room. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so it was time to uh, show the film. And she actually goes... Uh, if any of you got any of you people are going to get uh, squeamish, raise your hand. You don't have to watch the film. And I'm sitting there like, no fucking way is anyone going to raise their hand. Because you know how women are when they're yeah. like, we're close now at this point. She's probably eight months pregnant, eight and mm-hmm. a half months pregnant. Everyone in the room is like, huh. They're just struggling and yeah. breathing. And, they're, and, you know, our jobs are basically to hold their, their hand, right? <laughs> right. This fucking guy raises his hand, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> he raises his hand and gets escorted out while his wife, now his wife, I, I, I don't know for sure, but she looked like she was going to have the kid any second. Yeah, yeah. And he raises his hand. I'm like, what a scumbag. Oh, my God. And then he gets escorted out of the room, and she has to watch the, the film of giving birth. You know? She has to see what happens to her body. Yeah, with, and he couldn't handle it, and he's out in the hall. That marriage did not last. I, I, I would love to know what happened to those two. I'm like, 
who would fucking do that? Even if even if you are squeamish, yeah. you just close your eyes and make believe you're watching the film or something, Tough right? Through it for the love of God. <laughs> right. I mean, how many murder scenes in movies have you watched exactly. where it's like, okay, this is a but, bit much? But he was like, I remember he was like a nerdy guy, and he just raised his hand. I'm like, ah, and, and I, I let out a, oh my god, and everyone looks at me. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm the least uh, a piece of shit here. Right. I'm like, well, you can't do that. I'm championing my wife. Right. We Sorry. had we did a lactation course even after we gave birth to the kid. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I wasn't there actually. It was just for the women. And uh, Nicole, my wife, was in the in the lot in the waiting room with all these people, and they're going through. And this Asian couple walked in, and they're like, "What? Do, we have to feed the baby. What does the baby <laughs> eat? What does it eat and drink?" Literally asked, "What yeah. does it eat and drink?" Like like Pepsi. What the fuck? Right. Chicken it, wings. Yeah, it's like, it, that's beyond language barrier. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that is amazing. So then you, you get to the hospital, and uh, h- how many hours before, you know, checking in and, and the birth? So we did the false alarm. Then we, uh, then we you know, we waited a few days, and we were going to get induced on a Wednesday at 5 a.m., but her, her um, contractions started happening before that. So at, right. like, 1 a.m. that morning, they started happening, and they were, like, they were five minutes apart, lasting a minute each, and they were, it was going consistently for yeah. an hour. And now with the apps, they kind of update you each time where it's like, this is a practice contraction. Don't worry. You oh, might want to wow. take a walk around. It'll help your effacement. It'll help you dilate. Yeah. This is, uh, oh, these are starting to get a little more real. Like maybe have, have a meal before you go to the hospital. Take a shower. Like you right. have a little bit of time, but get ready to go. Yeah. And, then it, and then it gives you the get your ass to the fucking hospital wow. right now. We didn't it's, have apps. I don't know how anybody did it without everything that I had. Yeah. Because I, like, I, I, I would have been clueless and, right. and useless without all of it. Oh, right? that is amazing. So... We, you know, we get the note to like go to the hospital. We end up calling this Uber driver. He's the exact opposite of the last guy uh, that we had in the sense that he turned down the volume of his music and like adjusted the camera <laughs> on his rear view. He's like, by the way, feel free to give birth in the back of my car. I got this shit rolling. It'll go viral. If it, th- if it won't play on YouTube, we'll get lively. Get this shit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so we're just like, whatever. He was a sweet enough guy. But we go and it, it was still like, I guess it's, it took us 24 hours. So it, it was long as fuck. The doula got there. She's massaging my wife. She's helping her, like, with stretches on the big exercise ball. And she's helping her try to, like, you know, get a facement because my wife's uh, cervix was shut like a submarine door. Wow. Like, just absolutely sealed to the brim. Wasn't, you know, letting any light or in or out. Really? Yeah. So we were trying to, you know, even with the Pitocin, we started, yep. we started the induction. So we did the Pitocin. We did all this stuff. And it uh, all it did was kind of like it, it, it found a little bit of a rhythm, but the furthest she got was like five centimeters dilated, which is about halfway, and seventy yeah. percent uh, effacement, which right. is the flattening of the cervix yeah, yeah, for yeah, anybody yeah. who gives a shit. <laughs> um, but uh, I just want to prove that I read and took notes. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. So I uh, we had, not to mention the kid was sunny side up. So he's uh, he's not only. He he wasn't in the right position. He okay. was he was head down and totally fine, but he was facing out the world. And you know the optimal safe labor is like if he's facing your spine, and then he can kind of get oh, through. Okay. So we our entire birthing plan was to avoid C-section at all costs because my wife has her own business. She's a floral designer, which you know involves a little bit of physical labor. So she was trying to get back on her feet as quickly as sure. possible. But uh, we couldn't avoid it. We ended up getting we had to get a C-section. Uh, after 24 hours of labor, 
And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm an ignorant idiot. I thought a C-section was like unzipping a fanny pack and you just pull yeah. the kid out and you zip it back up and you're fucking fine. You high-five the kid and you get sent home, right? How about you explain it to the people that don't know? Because it's I, horrific. It is truly horrific. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I was always like kind of pushing for it because I thought it was the safest thing. I didn't want my wife to like go through that much pain. That That was one of the toughest parts of the whole experience was like watching my wife really fucking agonize yeah. in pain i mean the the contractions yeah. everything like it, it all just was like beating the piss out of her right so then with the c-section i'm like great she won't feel a thing it'll be awesome but <clears throat> you know they put me in the uh they take her into the room and there's like five or six doctors there's a ton of them in there which i didn't know i thought it was a one-man operation and that <laughs> right, was it. right uh and they put me in the scrubs outside and they're like make sure you have your phone ready like you take some pictures and i'm like man things have changed in this society and uh i i brought my headphones so i had one headphone for me one headphone for my wife we had like a mix to play and oh, all cool. this stuff that we were going to listen to yeah. you know when the baby was born and but the they kind of they ramp up the uh, epidural, right? Like that's how they that's how they prep you, so you don't feel anything in your feet or in your legs. Before right. it's like a walking epidural where you still have some sensation. At that point, you feel fucking nothing. Right. But a lot of women react with like hardcore shivering to the epidural. So I'm I'm I get in there in my scrubs and I see the big tarp and everybody's prepping her. It's this big fucking multi-person you know thing and I get behind the thing and my wife is like 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 convulsing. It wasn't shivers. It was fucking death's doorstep convulsing. Wow. So hardcore. I wasn't prepared for it, but I'm I'm there as as the rock, right? Yeah, I'm the you got to be the support. So I'm just like, this is normal. This is how it's supposed to be. The you know the the head chief or whatever <laughs> the head chief. She <laughs> she's behind us. She was Indian. She was behind us and say you know like this is normal. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. But like I'm I'm scared out of my mind. You know, and I'm talking to my wife and I'm you know trying to be like we've known each other since we were ten. How how crazy is this? Like we met in we met on the blacktop at our elementary school and. Now now we're having a kid we're procreating it's we're insane. married like this is such a wild experience and i'm trying to like you know just sweep her into the into the conversation as opposed to what's going on and as i'm like reinforcing hey jude is on in the background <laughs> and, and we're both like kind of like bopping along <laughs> to that. Nah, 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 <laughs> exactly nah, hey, just, just celebratory hey, fun, Jude, <laughs> celebratory fun upbeat songs <laughs> yeah. right and you know, and then That's she's a like, show. Oh, "Oh my god, an <laughs> absolute bloodbath on the other side of things." And she's like, "All right, get your, you know, get your camera ready." And they pull down the blue tarp, and it still has like kind of a Gallagher clear, you know, yeah. avoid the watermelon yeah. thing. And you know, as they pull it down, they see, you know, they pull up my kid, and my kid is fucking huge. He's eight pounds, eleven ounces, 22, uh, 22 inches long, wow. just like a four-year-old in my, inside yeah, nice. my wife. And he even had like, you know, even though he was a cesarean, he had a cone-shaped yep, head and yep. a bit of like markings on his face because he was trying to push through. Sure. He was trying to make his way through, but he couldn't do it. And you know. They, they brought him around to the table and they're telling me they're like all right you can go see your kid and i'm like well i've known her longer like can i make sure that yeah. she's all right you yeah, know, like, yeah yeah this guy just fucking got here right and they're like we got her that's like the surgery's half over you know because they basically just cut her open right and and then they got to do the rest of the don't work they don't they take some of her shit out dude this Did is you get to see that so this is the fucked up part okay right? sorry i didn't mean no to. no it's a great question because okay. i didn't know 
again, I had no, we prepared for a vaginal birth. This was not a part of our plan whatsoever. You know? So they told us that because he was like sunny side up and outward facing, at his lips were at the incision. So when they opened up, his lips were just oh fucking fit. Yeah, God. literally doing like fish shapes and right. shit like that. And, and they pulled him out. And it's all this pressure. And they're like, you know, my wife was like, it felt like they were pulling like an 80-pound human out of my body. Wow. And so when they took me to see my son, they go, don't look anywhere past the blue. So they have like arrows, taped arrows on the ground, which they're like, if, if nothing else, just keep your head down. Do not look seriously so you so looked i <laughs> did so, so i so looked. i like i would look i have point guard periphery so <laughs> right, I, right. I could yeah, see a little hoops. yeah i could yeah. see a little out of the corner of my eye but then i over uh, overcorrected and just saw her like 90 pound placenta in a bowl next to me have you seen the new season of stranger things no so it, for those of you who have it looks like the coagulated humans that join together okay. to become the monster. Yeah. It was like Brain from Ninja Turtles. Like just oh or Krang from yeah, Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just so gnarly and I'm like Bleh! like so ridiculous. They bring me to my kid. I'm just it, it's so out of your body. Like I don't I don't know if you felt fully present or if you were like locked I was, in. I was locked in and I was incredibly uh, confused. Yeah. Incredibly confused because, you know, my life was me and my wife. And right. We had a great existence and we still do. I, I shouldn't say had. <laughs> um, no, we have a great... I, I have an awesome life. Yeah. But, um, so it was just me and her and then all of a sudden my kid pops out. I'm like, where the fuck did you just come from? <laughs> yeah. That was my thought. I was so confused. I mean, it was cool as hell and I was happy and I was mm -hmm. crying and all that but I was also like, I don't get this. Yeah. I don't yeah. get this. Like yeah. you're a, you're a complete human being that just popped out of my wife. Right. Like yeah. where do you come from? No matter the preparation, I think it like it's still it's disassociated. Yeah. Like I, like I felt I felt completely outside of my body, right. almost as if I was marionetting myself. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? So I was going through the motions as a human being, but I was like it felt like I was almost on a, a hallucinogen yeah. and just kind of seeing a movie yes. of my own life. Yes. You know what I mean? And and so I, they're there. They're smearing the eye drop gook in his yeah. face. They give him the, you know, the, the ketamine shot, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. The, uh, vitamin K or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm just like, holy shit. I just kept saying, holy shit. So I'm just cursing in my kid's face. He's 30 seconds old. And I, you know, I put my finger there. He grabs my finger. It's over from that point on. You know, I'm just immediately in love with this kid. Yep. They pick him up. They bring him. They're like, do you want to meet your, mo your, your mommy? They bring him around. And, uh, you know, we walked, at, we walked around and, you know, both of us hysterically crying. I have so many goddamn family issues that this is, this is a, big a big moment, a big opportunity to, you know, kind of reset some things and head off into a different direction than the dysfunction that I was brought up in. Right. And all of this is kind of like unearthing, like it's the bottom of a swamp. Like somebody is just like, kinda, like an alligator comes to the surface. Sure. And all of that stuff sifts to the uh, to the yes. top that has been just dormant for a hundred years. Yes. It's all circulating into my body and I'm just like, oh my god, this is so overwhelming. My wife is crying. I'm crying. They're like, do you want to hold your kid? I've never held a kid 
obviously that that's young but i i haven't held a kid probably you know less than a month old yeah up until that I, point i always waited like three or four months yeah right it, it freaks me out they're so <laughs> yes. fucking fragile of course it, it's like i feel like it, you know i'm not retarded but sometimes <laughs> i feel like i'm lenny from of mice and men so if somebody gives me something that is that susceptible to damage i right. might just snap its neck yeah. out of out of instinct right <laughs> so i but you know they gave me the kid and i i'm holding him and he just like opened his eyes looked at me you know he can't see shit obviously but in my head and in my heart i'm just like we are making yeah. a genuine human connection at yeah. this point and it, again it's over at that point i'm just like yeah you're it man right you're it you and my wife and i was in love with my wife before this and i'm you know i'm coming off like a real fruit pop here but like this really solidified everything yeah. you know our entire relationship and right. just how supportive we've been of each other even through this process and how you know how much I'm going to be there for her and him for the rest of my life right. and like you know that's it as much as I want to make it in comedy and be yeah. whatever I want to be it's like it, it pales in comparison you, yeah you realize uh, I mean you know I have a I, I had and have a great career, but yeah. and you you're obviously well on your way, but your your priorities get re you know re re shifted, I guess. Sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, God damn it, this kid is way cooler than being you know a radio guy. Right, right. I yeah. mean, I still love doing this and podcasts and all that, but you something I, I, a switch goes off in you, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, wait, there's some kind of switch that just went on in my in my soul. Yeah, it's yeah. the only way you can explain it. I mean, it, the way the way I was talking to like some of my friends, uh, even the ones that don't have have kids or anything like that. When he cries now, it, 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 or anything like that, it, it like it lights my body up like yeah. like I hit like I hit a jackpot at slots. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like it just it makes me feel this thing that I've never felt before in my entire life. Yeah, and it's just uh, it's it's wild, man. Brewer said it perfectly. I, I've been friends with Brewer forever, mm -hmm. and uh, before I had kids, you know, I was asking him asking him about it, and he goes, "This is what happens when you become uh, a father." you realize for the first time in your life that you could actually murder someone. And I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. fucked up. I remember thinking, that's fucked up. And then when I became uh, a father, I'm like, Brewer, holy yeah. fuck, you were right. It's totally right, because, uh, you know, your laws aren't my laws anymore. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like, if my kid is a killer, yeah, yeah I got his back. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally <laughs> yeah. team my son. It's right. like way more than anybody else's <laughs> right. son. I'll, yeah. I'll cheer him on. I'll say, get the high score next time. <laughs> when you see those stories in the news, like where the mom helped her son kill this person, like, yeah, yeah I kind of get it. <laughs> I kind of get it. <laughs> I, there's, a there's a story, and this might sum up parenthood <laughs> Perfectly right. is uh, this kid Chris Porco from Albany. Years ago, he went to high school with my buddy uh, Andrew. I met him at Geneseo actually, okay. and uh, he took his yellow Jeep Wrangler from school in upstate New York, drove it through every fucking you know easy pass, you know taggable yeah. thing possible, home, and killed both of his parents with an axe. Right? Oh, wow! Just to like collect on their fucking life insurance. Wow. However, he ended up not killing his mother. She was just on the brink of death, like wounds, uh, axe wounds across her face and in her vagina, and just wow, uh, you know, he was angry. Oh yeah, super fear, and and also probably psychotically yeah. ill. Um, and she, you know, w as she's like slipping into the coma before she, before they thought she was gonna die, she said it was him. She said it because she was like hallucinating and yeah. fucked up, and like you know, she was like it was my son or whatever. 
And then when she came to and lived, she, they asked her who did it, and she would not implicate him. Oh, my God. Did not implicate And the only reason why I feel comfortable talking about this is because it was a nationwide story. Lifetime sure. made a fucking movie about yeah. it, the Chris Porco story. Right. Me and my buddies, every time you see a yellow Jeep, you chop each other in the, <laughs> in the shoulder. We're like, Porco. I got to ask, did he go to jail? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, th- I think he's in jail for the rest of his life. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. As, you know, that's, that's one of my biggest fears, that there are people out there that actually give birth to their killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right? mean, I, I may have. And you know what? If I get killed by anyone, it might as well be my son. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I would be pissed if it wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, the kid pops out, and you're like, my thought was, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty spiritual these days, but you're mm-hmm. like, where, I... Wow, I don't know shit. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know shit. Yeah, yeah. I thought I knew a lot. I, I just give up. Yeah. I, I now have, like, faith in all sorts of, all sorts of crap. Because the miracle of, of, uh, of life is just insane. Right. And then you also realize that the women are way stronger than the male species. It's crazy. I, I don't know why they don't, like, revolt and rise up and go, hey, assholes, you uh, all know we're stronger than you. Right. Because well, none of us could give birth to a kid. Not even close. I mean, it, that, I, I was talking about that with my wife and her family where, you know, at base level, like just how humanity has developed over thou- you know, thousands, millions, whatever years it's been, I can't believe at base level as an animal, we decided men were in charge. Yeah. Because it's just like when you see that, when you watch it happen and you realize that the fate of our species lies in their hands, yeah. it only makes sense that they would have a greater say in things. I'm not high right now, but you want to go deep? Yeah. All right. So I think... All along, that the the women were way you know stronger than men. Mm. Okay, and men were like fuck this, and they, and the jealousy got the best of them. Yeah, and that's why we have muscles because we're like, <laughs> I'm just gonna li- you know lift with tree trunks uh-huh. and get bigger and stronger so I can control the women. Yeah, I mean that's not bad. Like we're almost like spiritually everybody has a every guy has a small dick so we're like we're like the guy who had a small dick that or the italian guy that is like five three that is just absolutely juiced out of his mind and jacked and that was a compensation (laughs) for whatever yeah i feel like that's how we've become in terms of like strength and like how we impose our our will on people i uh my wife gets mad when i i talk about this so i i mean i'll I'll be careful but uh press 30 ahead i I thought you know I got a big dick. Yeah. You know. But you realize it's <laughs> after you see your wife give birth to a kid, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> well, my dick doesn't do that. <laughs> I'm like, what, are you serious? Are you really? <laughs> my dick doesn't turn her <laughs> vagina into an anaconda <laughs> mouth. Oh, oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you said it this time. Because I was, I was talking about the miracle of uh, birth. And, you know, when, when I had my two kids and mm-hmm. my wife didn't see it the same way, I'm like, Man, you should see what happens to the vagina uh, during birth. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my favorite. I've run into a few people. You know, when you when you sign up for a doula, you get to meet the other people that are, and they're not t- typically as reasonable or down to earth as I am. A lot of them are real spiritual, yeah. you know, flighty weirdos. Sure. And, like, so women will just kind of give you information that you're not looking for. And, like, some were just, this one lady was like, I came so much harder from the birth of my son than I ever have from my husband. 
They're like, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. They don't tell us that yeah. in the classes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to march home and ask my wife if she... If she oh, God, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I, I just stopped myself. Yeah, uh, it was no. fun for a second, then I'm like, ah. It's fun if you detach yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny, too. Um, uh, so when my son was born... They took him literally 10 feet away to get his footprints yeah, and yeah. all that, all the stuff you just explained. And my wife, it was really fascinating because she's like, go with him. She right. was panicking. He was only 10 feet away. Uh-huh. And now, you know, my son's nine. And now, you know, that 10 feet's a lot, uh, a yeah. lot greater distance. But I remember that like it, it happened yesterday. She panicked that I bet. Our, our brand new son was... 10 feet, not even, maybe not even 8 feet, literally in the next room under the heaters. Right. You know? Oh, man. I mean, you know, I think there's a certain age, and I, I'm not inser- I'm not entirely sure what it is, yeah. but the kid, until a certain age, still believes that he's part of his mother's body. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, so they, they develop still thinking they are one person with their mother. Really? Basically. Even though they're talking and interacting yeah, yeah, yeah. with their mother, that's still what they what they believe. But I, I wonder if that's the same subconsciously maybe because intellectually they could probably separate sure. it but subconsciously I'm curious if women somehow have that exact same feeling oh that's interesting I gotta ask her now yeah I'll have an answer on a I future mean, it, episode <laughs> it, might, it sounds like it, yeah. it. it is are you guys gonna have another kid I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. My my wife in the middle of it, and I think this is pretty common. She was like, "I'm never doing this again." Oh, it, no kidding! In the middle of labor, was like, "I I cannot possibly see myself enduring this again." again. Yeah, but you know, it, she, who knows? She, she could do what my my mom had uh, six kids. Wow, five births, six kids. Wow, and but I mean, but they knocked her the fuck out, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, I I mean, I tell the story like you know, my mom couldn't handle pain, so they knocked her out. So. You know, they put me on her belly, and I'm, like, crawling up to suck on a, a boob, uh-huh. and she's just out cold. <laughs> That's how my life started. <laughs> you just started as a mini Cosby. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the funny thing is, so, uh, I have a daughter, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be seven very soon. Wow. That's unbelievable to even say out loud. Wow. And um, we, were, we were at the doctor's uh, office, and we were finding out the sex of the, the kid, mm-hmm. and they do the thing, right? And I thought I saw a dick. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, I know what it is, all cocky and stuff, right? Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I'm like, here it comes. I'm going to have another son. And I was sort of relieved, which yeah. pisses off my wife. Because, you know, my wife raises my daughter and certainly my son to be strong and to raise my son to be respectful toward women and sure. all that, but also raise my daughter to be very, you know, strong and, and her own person. But I'm a guy. You're a guy. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I, I breathe, I breathe a, a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got another guy. I don't have to deal with, you know, having a daughter. <laughs> oh, because I know what guys are capable of. Yeah, I yeah. know, you know, you know what I mean. For sure. And all of a sudden, uh, the 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 um, the doctor goes, so you're gonna have a girl? I went, no! <laughs> I screamed. Everyone looked at me like you sick fuck. But my whole thought was, even though you know we still had a, a few months left in this pregnancy, my first thought was. That first guy coming to my house to date my daughter. Right. Instantly. That's, that's so That crazy. was my thought. Yeah. I mean. And, I, my do- and, my, and my wife's like, and she's helped me since then. Like, well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And guess what? Yeah, girls enjoy sex too. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. What and an you, uncomfortable thing you have to. And you got to fucking deal with yeah. that shit. Yeah. 
you know? That's a, it's, it, that's I'm a in a better thing. place now, but that's at good. first I was like, oh, no, 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 did no, you no, have, no. Did you have a sister or anything like that? Did you grow Two up with sisters, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that for me has kind of prepared me a little bit for having a daughter, which, you know, my, my sisters and I have a fantastic relationship, and I think it's because of all the familial, you know, chaos. Yeah. We became super close and communicative and honest with each other to where, like, you know, I actually would love to have a daughter. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I could see myself raising yeah. a good one and, and being completely fine with it. But years ago, for sure, that would have been my reaction. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think it's a natural reaction if you're a guy. I think so, yeah. You know, and we all, I mean, I'm older than you, and we do come from a time where, you know, women weren't as, uh, you know, equal and as, and as yeah. strong as they are now, thank God. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it is a different world. But, I mean, even uh, my kid, he's a white male. I'm hoping he's gay, so he has a <laughs> shot at a future. <laughs> and he's a big boy, so he would just crush ass. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Just absolute dominating well, ass in Brooklyn. Well, I mean, that's one of my, you know, reliefs, too. If, if one of my kids is uh, gay, I, I don't give a yeah. fuck. And I, but I, I think, thank God that, you know, the times have changed. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, if they are, it pretty much doesn't matter anymore, especially if you live in New York City. Yeah. People are listening to this podcast in all sorts of backwoods, and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> but in New York, man, we don't give a fuck about any of that. No, why would you? I the, mean, you know, it's uh, that to me is silly, even if it's religious-based. Right, right. Yeah. So Actually, uh, especially. So uh, how has your life changed since uh, the birth of your son? How, how old is he now? He's only a few he, weeks, right? He's a week. He's eight days. It yeah. is eight days. Yeah, yesterday oh, was a week. Thank you so much for doing this podcast of course man. i'm like i saw a picture of you in the hospital f- sleeping still and i'm I like know. oh man maybe i should wait <laughs> no man but I, I, I really thought you would have a great take on this and you didn't disappoint I, I just i love freshly talking about it because you know i i i pride myself on growing a little bit and i, I never want to stop yeah growing i think that's where my father failed is that he reached a certain level of of maturity and and uh spiritual awareness or just ability to kind of you know widen his container yeah and i don't want to hit that level i, yeah. I want to continue to kind of be malleable and uh and just you yeah. know take on whatever i can take on but it's it's made me emotional as fuck yeah i think that's i feel like i'm going through menopause yeah. you know what i mean like it's it's i'm hot and i'm cold i'm sad i'm yeah. happy i'm when i got home i felt like i was gonna throw up yeah when we brought him home i was just like this is so overwhelming i was physically sick how about this so you're in the hospital what were you in for two days three because she she ended up uh oh, okay my wife because oh, it's uh, the c-section they keep you a little longer yeah but we had to do another procedure because she got the epidural and some fucking you know cold uh, cold war russian gave her the initial shot and he fucked up he was like a student so they gave her a second one and apparently that like leaked a bit of fluid into her body and it was giving her seary like searing headaches my that happened to my sister-in-law no shit yeah yeah I think it's pretty common yeah how about that how about you uh, a doctor does that yeah, it's, it's, like, it's pretty I understand important. You got to practice, but if, use a pig or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like a tattoo artist. If, if this shot is gonna make your your wife's body completely useless, yeah. then no, no, the doctor should be doing this, right? And close to a thing that could make her not be able to walk forever. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? It's, so, so but, she had to get a blood patch, wow. which was basically the whole. They had to basically give her an. an 
excuse me, in a, another epidural, yeah. but they took blood from another area of her body and then injected it into the problem zone, and it basically clotted around the leak. Oh so it was like God. plugging a submarine hole with a piece of gum. Right. <laughs> crazy. But she's okay now? She's totally okay, yeah. But And it, it honestly, it worked instantly. It right. stopped the headaches, and oh, you know she's recovering really nicely. Well, I, I've talked about this in the past, too. Um, you realize what they really have out there when you have a... A, a serious headache. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm allergic to pretty much everything. Okay. Uh, and I don't know what it is, but one time I ate something, and it w- it looked like I was in a uh, in a uh, a fight, <laughs> like like I was fighting for the championship. Oh my, shit! My, I could barely see it on my see out of my eyes, and everything was closing fast. My throat was closing fast, and I had a horrendous headache, worst headache of my life. And uh, I called my brother who lived really close. I'm like, dude, you got to get me to the hospital immediately. And I was going to take aspirin and just go back to bed. Right. Uh, I found out later, I don't know how true this is, but I remember it this way. They basically said at the hospital, if I would have taken aspirin for whatever reason, it would have killed me. No Cause shit. Because the allergic reaction I was having. Maybe someone could explain that to me. Holy fuck. But anyway, so I go to the hospital and uh, they... they well, they didn't rush me to the back, even though I can't, I, I can't see. I, I could like... Do this with my fingers to open my eyes so I could sort of see. Right. They made me fill out all the paperwork. I'm like, dude, I can't. We could do this later. Yeah, yeah. I promise right. that I'll write when I'm capable. And don't worry, I'm good for the. I'm good for the bills. I almost want to say, you want to see my fucking right. paycheck? <laughs> yeah, you just. It was, the, it was the good days. <laughs> the good old days <laughs> when I didn't worry about money. Mm-hmm. Not so much now. But anyway, so uh, they take me to the back. My brother's there. And I'm like, I, I, this headache, I can't handle anymore. They, they do an IV, and they're like, that headache will be gone in seconds. I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, right. They put something in that IV, and I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> it went away instantly. And wow. I'm like, wait, this is available to people? Yeah, Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the propofol? Yeah. And then, um, and then they, they, I guess it was some kind of uh, something like Benadryl or whatever for the allergy. Mm-hmm. They put something in the IV. I love talking about this, and I've mentioned it a lot, and you know, bear with me if you've heard this before, but uh, I'm talking to the, the listeners, obviously. Um, all of a sudden, they put something in the IV. My brother goes, Greg, holy shit, I'm watching your face go back to normal in real time. Like All of a sudden, it was like, and I, yeah. could, I could feel my eyes opening back up, oh my and God. I was out of the hospital within an hour, totally fine. Holy shit. But it's back to your point where they have this shit that oh, makes, of makes stuff go Similar away. Similar thing happened to me. I, fourth grade, when I moved to Rockland County from uh, Fort Montgomery right outside of West Point, I, uh, I moved, first day we moved in, I climbed a tree and I got stung by a nest full of hornets. No. I had 200 bites all over my body, minimum, like all over. So my face, again, prize fighter, like right. almost looked like the guy in the rock at the beginning yeah, when, yeah, the thing, yeah, yeah. when the chemical explodes yeah, and his yeah, face is all bubbling and shit. That's what my face looked like. And similarly, they put me on some sort of drip and slowly but surely it reshaped and came back to form. But like... It's crazy what they're capable of doing. Yeah, no I mean, kidding. And not to mention the millions of people that had to die to just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you almost uh, you almost died like Macaulay Culkin in what was the name of that movie? My girl. What the fuck? I know. Yeah, yeah. Macaulay Culkin has this great career. He's in Uncle Buck and the Home Alone <laughs> movies. He's just this fun little goofy kid, and next thing you know, they're like, "Oh my god, he's dead." <laughs> <laughs> that is the saddest movie. I fucking uh, what's uh, Dan Aykroyd yeah. in that movie, and I'm like. 
Dan, Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd, right before he started believing hardcore in aliens and, yeah. and designing his own vodka. Wait, he's into aliens? Oh, he's real into it. Yeah, I want to talk to him about it so oh. bad. He's like, he's hardcore. I got a signed bottle of his vodka. That's the skull, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the skull with Dan Aykroyd's uh, signature. That's fucking awesome. Wait, what does he believe as far as aliens go? I, I really don't know. I just, I've heard a couple interviews where he's like been, you know, he's like Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. Like, he's that... Yeah. serious and gung-ho about it. I don't know if he started as many projects as Tom DeLonge, who right. apparently all of his things where he's talked to high-level generals and shit like yeah. that, not false. He's been right the oh. entire time. Yeah, it's a, Where are you at with all that stuff? I'm totally into aliens. So am I. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't even... I, I think there's so much fucking life in the universe, it would <laughs> blow your mind. Yeah. But everything is so far... Apart from everything that, mm-hmm. sadly, in our lifetime, we probably won't, you know, we, yeah. we won't know. Maybe. Well, you're younger than me. You might, you might make it. Uh, but here's, so here's where I'm at. I, I'm such it. a, I'm such a, like, I like Carl Sagan quite a bit. And one of his things was that he believed aliens are ever present. Like, they're here with us now. Yeah. But our meat vessels are incapable of perceiving them. So they, they exist on a whole different dimension. Yeah. And they're probably sitting on this fucking barrel sure. right now just listening to this podcast. Oh, being like, listen man. to these two fruits. Dude, we got to get high together. <laughs> Next podcast. I know, and I'm sober. High. I haven't smoked weed in a week either. And this is Oh, we gotta do. I believe all that because we're looking for aliens that kind of look like us and this and that. But you know, I believe there's planets out there with dinosaurs. Oh yeah, and uh, humans like the level we're on, but Mm -hmm. then humans that are way more advanced because they've been living way longer, and then uh, humans that are way less. I, I believe. That whole spectrum is out there in the universe. Oh, yeah. I, I think, like, it's, well, and especially, like, if you, you know, the inf- the universe is infinite, right? So time is time is a human construct. Yes. And time, the past, present, and future is happening simultaneously. Yes. So all of this stuff, I actually think that there is a future where sex doesn't even exist and where they just removed it from the equation just <laughs> so we can continue to advance nice. as people. Yeah, people don't understand that, that time is, as far as the universe goes, there is no time. No. Humans invented that with clocks and all that horse shit. Before that, there was no time. Not at all. Yeah. We're living in eternity right now. Yeah. It's pretty weird. I I think it's awesome, actually. I do a a lot of spiritual uh, stuff now. I I listen to Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it, though, man. No shit. Yeah. I've never heard of it. It's great. Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, Seat of the Soul with Gary Zook. Zukov, yeah. So oh, I gotta listen to that. It's a pod. Have you ever listened to Joe Campbell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph yeah. Campbell yeah. rules, yeah, and, and to think that a lot of this stuff he he wrote was back in like the forties, the fifties. Yeah, I and like uh, I like Graham, Graham Hancock too. He's I don't at, know him. He's been on Rogan a few times, okay. but he he talks about like kind of some spiritual sites now, like Gebekli Tepe and yeah. places that like. They're, they're as advanced as our technology, but differently. So it's just in harmony with us as humans where, like, you know, they say you could stick your head in between two stones that are positioned at a perfect mathematical equations and your consciousness shoots out to fucking Pluto. Wow. Yeah, it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird I stuff. I love that. <laughs> you know, I live at... I live at the beach all summer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, That's people awesome. get mad when I say this, but I'm wearing shoes and it really feels uncomfortable. <laughs> Your I'll toes go, are confined. I'll go a month without wearing any type of shoes, but you know, out there, you know, because New York City, you don't really get to see the stars. Yeah. Out there, you're like, what the fuck? Totally. You're trying to tell me there's no life out there? Are you insane? And this is only what I could see with my naked eye, uh-huh. and it goes way beyond that. <laughs> my Spe- new, especially the beach. 
yeah. I, where there's no interference whatsoever. Yeah. I've gotten also good at like unfocusing my eyes and being able to like reharness mushroom visuals. What? So, yeah. So I can like I've I've learned how to like increase the visuals as I'm tripping to yeah. kind of like see a little bit more. It helps with weed as well. Yeah. But I can now do it sober and see some of the trails and the uh, sacred geometry and all that kind Come of stuff on. that comes. Yeah. It's oh, you're cool. way past me. That's awesome. <laughs> do you do the micro dosing? I, I haven't in a while, but I used to. I did it for like a month straight, and it uh, it it helped my depression for sure. Yeah, yeah. I remember we talked about it on the old uh, radio show. Yeah, what, I want to try it. I, I would. I would. I mean, it's cool, man. It doesn't make you high or anything like that. It's super safe to do even around your family. You know, you're not like. Will they notice I'm on it? No, no, no. You won't even really notice you're on it. You'll just kind of like feel not like killing it. <laughs> 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 I laugh because it's true. Uh, my new thing, though, is I don't, I don't. I think we even got history wrong on Earth. Oh yeah, uh, please. I th- history I, was written by the winners, right? But I, I think I think we have cycled through life way more than people realize on, on this planet. Mm-hmm. I really do because my my whole theory is why are we the only intelligent species? And 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 the, what's the second most intelligent thing on Earth? Why is there such a dramatic gap? Yeah. And rest of nature, there's not dramatic gaps like that. Yeah. No one, and no one thinks about this. Like, they just assume, like, oh, you know, you know, I don't know what they would say. They don't even care. They don't even think, yeah. like, on this level. But to me, I'm like, that's pretty fucked up. Or is the gap even as substantial as we're told it is? Because apparently dolphins have a very similar ability right. to, you know, reason to, you know, they rape. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, you know, they... Very they, sexual. Yeah, they, they think on our level. And they're very, pigs Pigs also. They're, like, really intelligent. Pigs are incredibly animals. intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw a, a pig video. I'm not one of those PETA guys, but mm-hmm. I saw a video that made the rounds on Twitter, unfortunately, of... Uh, they, ah, why am I saying this? We had such a good time, but just like lobsters, they they put them in boiling yeah, water, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, wow, it's tough shit, yeah. tough shit. It, but but as far as uh, human beings, I I I don't know. I think we've cycled through this many more times than people are willing to admit. Oh, for sure. And I really feel like we're not from this planet. Simple oh, yeah? as that. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. I uh I I told my mom that, so when I was like seven or eight I may have mentioned this on the show before but I'm not sure I uh, when I was like seven or eight I got super into because uh, I got kicked out of CCD <laughs> good <laughs> but, for you yeah I, I like drew dicks on the Jesus <laughs> workbook and good. all this shit but I got it, I was I was into religion I just wasn't into the strict horseshit that they were pushing so I immediately questioned well, you were that into uh, spirituality exactly because religion started as spirituality yeah and then we had to define it yeah and then and that, capitalism and, got and a it's been a, yeah and it's been a problem ever since before right. this people just you know God was everywhere and love is everywhere mm. and all that and then we were like well yeah but uh, we need to build a building and we need this and that yeah. and, and that's where he wasn't a bearded lifeguard that cared which hole you fucked <laughs> right <laughs> you know but uh, and, I, he, and he's not he doesn't have blonde hair and blue eyes you idiots I know yeah you know, it's so bizarre I, I mean uh, now we're, uh, I gotta shut up I'm gonna stop myself Dude, if you think I'm I gotta I, stop myself because there's there's some racist people out there that think their their Jesus is blonde hair with blue eyes, I, I, and I'm like idiots. <laughs> there's no way he wasn't a Middle Eastern, right? Oh yeah, and I you mean, know, and I look at these people like, and you hate Middle Eastern, so how do you wrap your head around that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna agree with a lot of people, but I'd like you to come out and pay for my show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, I told my mom, I, I like, I, I heard the concept somehow of reincarnation and I became obsessed with it. And my mom, because she grew up in a stringent, like a strict Irish Catholic household, she went to school, she got the shit kicked out of her by nuns. Yeah. She wanted to kind of like give me a lot of options and, and teach me about a lot of stuff. So she got me, you know, uh, Buddhism coloring books and all this kind of stuff to wow. like really, you know, pique my curiosity. <laughs> and then when I was 10, I learned about the civil rights movement in school and I had such a visceral emotional reaction to it that I came home and I told my mom it's because I was Martin Luther King Jr. reincarnated. <laughs> nice. Good for you. <laughs> and she was like, you know, of course horrified and just yeah. like, oh, wow, okay, this is what teaching yeah. your son results in. I, I, I want to believe in reincarnation, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm a little... A little selfish. I love my life. Yeah. And what scares me about reincarnation is I come back as something else that I don't want to be. (laughs) But at least you have no memory. So that's fine. Oh, okay. That'll help. Yeah. Unless you go to some voodoo lady in New Orleans who harnesses what you were in the past. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you know, a successful stand up comic. And now imagine you're reincarnated and now you're, I don't want to mention anything because I'm going to piss people off, but something. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and that's what scares me about reincarnation. Oh, like, yeah. Right. You know what? I probably deserved it. <laughs> that was part of my point where it's like, I know it's offensive to say yeah. the greatest civil rights leader of all time came back as a white, upper middle class, 10 year old boy. That's awesome. But if you believe in reincarnation, then you believe in karma. So he kind of sure. earned it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you, when you do those DNA tests, everyone's, everyone's related to someone really oh, yeah. famous from the past. For sure. It's like horse shit. Um, how was your uh, How was your dad with uh, being a grandfather and all that? He's he? not arrived and told him about it. I mean, he knows, but uh, he hasn't met him, and I haven't spoken to him. It's a It's a whole like long thing where it, some it, shit. He just is consistently disappointing in every facet of being a father, and I think that, uh, for whatever reason, is a good thing for me because I'm going to yeah, yeah. effectively communicate with my son, and uh, you know the feelings I have for him already. Uh, make me even more confused as to how my relationship with my dad got to this point but all it does is like make me kind of block out what's not important which is that and just focus all of my positive energy into this kid i got i got weak when i became a father Mm -hmm. i called my mom for the first time in a few years yeah and i mean i to be honest i had a moment and my dad you know wasn't around to see this and all that so i was like "Ah, i should call mom but you know now I'm back to not seeing her, yeah, and, yeah. and I got my walls up and my you know my boundaries and all that. Yeah. So I, I find nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now we're different people, but I I do have to tell you this because you're my friend. Mm-hmm. As your kid gets older, yeah, you're gonna get mad. Yeah. Not at your kid. You're gonna get mad at the fact like how could anyone treat this kid badly? Yeah. Oh, I'm already there. You <laughs> are. I'm already there. Yeah. The moment I saw him. And the flood of emotions that I yeah, felt. Okay. I uh, it, it, I snapped on a security guard the night my kid was born. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, she also was yelling at my sisters and I, three of us, in the hallway at 2 a.m. at Mount Sinai West, the only people out there crying and laughing and celebrating. Yeah. And she's like, you're being a fire hazard. And I'm like, shut up, you whore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just instantly fucking freaked out. But yeah. I, I was like, oh, yeah, I have that, you know, that... That feeling, you know, it's it's yeah. it's as palpable as love. With with my kids, you know, they'll they'll do kid things, mm-hmm. and I'm their parent, and I got to discipline them and and stuff. But then I get triggered because I remember being a kid. You know, I remember being nine at this point, yeah. and how my mom handled things. <laughs> so now I look at my son, and I can't even imagine doing to him what my mom did to me. Right, right. Yeah. So I get these like little triggers every once in a while where. I'm like, 
I'll almost like start shaking a little bit, like, and I almost want to tell him, like, do you eat, just listen to me? Do you understand what would have happened to me if I did what you're doing right now? Yeah, yeah. So just be aware of that. Oh, but it yeah, sounds yeah. like you already are. I, I can't wait to have those conversations with him on a level playing field where, you know, I inform him of our past, of, of the, you know, genetic stock that we come from because. I wasn't aware that we had a long line of mental illness in my family. I wasn't aware that a lot of the men in my family were super abusive and depressed and didn't know how to, like, even acknowledge their feelings. So I felt like I was a fucking psychopath when I started going through those things. Yeah. But, you know, from learning from that and hearing, you know, about my history, my family's history and then, you know, facing it head on myself, it makes me excited to break that chain. You know right what on. I mean? To, yeah, to of just course. Be like, to just be like, hey, this is our honest thing. It's like not, not just t- saying addiction runs in our in our family, so don't you dare drink. Right. That's not it. It's, right. it's hey, this is what this is what our family has been through. These are the type of people that uh, that it spawned. They are good people at their core, but they had an absolute inability to focus or like deal with their emotion and and their abu- the abuses now, of themselves. Now. That's great awareness, Mike Cannon. Mm. So uh, how did you get to that place? Because you probably could help some people out there. Because there's a lot of people that they do exactly what their parents did to them. Yeah. And my whole thing is, I, me and my wife joke about it, but it is the truth. I'm like, look, we're going to fuck up our kids. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. They're going to therapy someday. Cause, and the world will. And the world will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My whole goal is really simple. Fuck them up in new ways. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to try my best. Yeah. You know, I, I really want to be a good parent. I, I think I am. Mm-hmm. And, but in the end, even if you do a great job, you're going to, you know, something is going to go wrong, I yeah, think. Yeah. But I don't want to do the same shit that happened to me. That's my whole goal. Yeah. And that's a, it's a scary thing because even, even with my awareness, I could still subconsciously fall into that trap, right? So it's a constant checking of myself. Right. It's it's me, you know, being like, where does this come from? Why am I feeling this way? If I get angry, snap, like on a, on a snap, I'm taking a break for a second, like, and not reacting how I would normally because I ju- I just want to figure it out before I react in the classic canon way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is a constant internal audit. I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect. I know for a fact I'm going to fuck up. But the best possible thing that I can do is be as honest and communicative as possible wow. because that's the only way it can get better. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you can beat genetics, but I'm going to fucking try. I don't know. I, I, I think you're I think you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm all right. I, I think you're all right. I don't know. Uh, wow, this was a, a great conversation. I, I know Always you, is, man. I, I know you got spots to do. but I, I, And I said this off mic. I want to say it on mic. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I said this about Jessica Kirsten. She started a, a, a podcast, too. and uh, we finally met, and she did my podcast, and we, we became instant friends. Yeah. And, and I really like her podcast because she's doing it different. And I got to say the same thing uh, about you. Like when when I have someone like you on the show, I, I'll go back and listen to some episodes, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't like listening to podcasts in general. Um, I really like what you're doing. Oh man, thanks yeah, so the much. Irish goodbye is really good. Thanks so much. And I love man. how you end it. By the way, <laughs> it's an Irish goodbye. Yeah, you got it. I'm like, wait, where do they go? <laughs> oh, it's an Irish goodbye. <laughs> like all of a sudden, just ends, and I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Well, man. that mean, that means the world to me, dude. I've been listening to you since I was a fucking kid, uh, so it's it's still surreal that we know each that? other. Couldn't you say like a teenager? Uh, or I mean, like, yeah, like a teenager CEO or I, something. <laughs> so the the podcast is the uh, Irish goodbye. It's really yes, really sir. good. I think I'm gonna listen to more episodes. 
episodes, even though you know I, I, I listen just to prepare. <laughs> I appreciate it. I told the whole birth story on the episode that's coming out this Monday. It'll be the most recent one. Oh, nice! I, and I cry a couple times during it. This How is did you me cry on my podcast? because this is me a little more rehearsed and gathered. Oh, oh, <laughs> this was like this was well, two a- days ago, and I was just a whimpering mess. I'm not gonna lie to you. When when I found out you get, you know became a father, I'm like, get him on the podcast immediately. He'll cry his eyes out. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> yeah, this is me with my I thoughts failed. collected. Uh, and one other thing, and then we could uh, wrap up. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are they trying to remove you from your podcast for being offensive? What's the story there? For me? Yeah. No, no. That I mean, my old one, the conspiracy one, they tried to get me out oh, of that. Oh, yeah, oh, the, so deep the inside old, the rabbit oh, okay. hole. Yeah. Well, you wanted off that podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, I, I was actually, I reposted the post because I was like, please, if 500 <laughs> of you sign this fucking thing, I'll gladly get the hell out of did, this show. Did you see the Flat Earth documentary? Yeah, the fucking On co-host Netflix? was in it. <laughs> my, my ex-co-host was in it. Which he, one was he? he? He didn't have a big part, but Dave Weiss, he, def- he has a podcast called the Flat Earth Podcast. I it, I mean, don't listen to it, but read the comments It's yeah. or the reviews. It's very fun. But, you know, they basically rehash how everybody that thinks the Earth is around is a retard. But right. he, uh, it, it's, you know, Let me, it's great all stuff. All right. I, I wasn't going to go conspiracy, but now for a second. The people that believe that the Earth is flat, mm-hmm. do they actually believe or do they want to belong to something? And this is their way of belonging to a group. I think it's a bit of both. I, I, I mean, I'm sh- there's certainly some people, but then I feel like the majority of the people that believe that really just want to be dicks, yeah, and want to be part of something, that, and they know, you know, when they go to sleep at night that it's all bullshit. It's like why I was a Red Sox fan for a year because my all my buddies were Yankee fans, and I didn't care about baseball, so all I wanted to do was piss them off and just be a dick and just be a dick. Yeah, so I fa- I fa- I then like actually started liking the Red Sox because it was fun to yeah. be a part of that and yeah. to annoy my friends. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I think I think it's like a similar, you know, and a lot of people are looking for community. It's right. the same as religion, right? I, I have uh, four football teams. Yeah. Well, three actually. Three or four? I forget now. Well, they try to they try to throw Miami in there, but my my father-in-law who's actually a hardcore Philly guy, mm-hmm. he loves the Dolphins over the Eagles, which oh, is wow. crazy, but I it drives people nuts. So when I can drive people nuts, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, born and raised on Long Island, so I'm a Jets fan. Yeah. I I did a lot of radio in Western New York, Geneseo. Mm-hmm. Then I, I lived in Rochester, did radio, and then I lived in Buffalo. So, yes, I was a Bills fan. How could I not be? <laughs> See, that turned me against the Bills, being at Geneseo. Oh, really? Like, We're the actually only team that fucking plays in New York. I'm like, beat it. This isn't even New York. <laughs> Jersey is more New York than this fucking place. So then I became a Bills fan. Mm-hmm. So Jets fan, Bills fan. And I went to all the Jets-Bills games. Yeah. And I, I was really confused. I didn't know who to root for. <laughs> it got a little weird. And then I lived in Boston during uh, a couple of their Super Bowls right. with uh, uh, with uh, Bill Parcells and uh, oh, what's man. his name before Brady? Who was quarterback Blood. before Brady? Not Bledsoe. Right? Bledsoe, yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, so because of my Boston years, I, I'm kind of a Patriots fan. Oh, that's funny. And people think I'm just bullshitting and making this up to be a dick, but I really am a Jets-Bills Yeah. Patriots fan, and yeah. then they try to add the Dolphins because of my father-in-law and my brother-in-law's both. You know, they all like the Dolphins, but I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to being a dick, but yeah. the, but in this case, it's the truth. Yeah. One other thing, so you almost got robbed by magicians in Jordan. Oh, I yeah. never heard that story. We can wrap up with this. So we, uh, I went to perform, uh, you know, in the Middle East, and one of our first nights, we were out. Uh, we went out to get some food in. Uh, uh, where was it? Is it a bud? No, a bud is Bali. Uh, Amand, right? Yeah, yeah. Amman, Jordan, which is their capital. 
and we went to eat, and Gary Veter, hilarious stand-up comedian, got surrounded by like eleven street magicians, all dressed like Aladdin, like in in zero irony whatsoever. And they're like doing sleight of hand trickery, so we just assumed they were running his pockets. And we get there, and they're just the most enthusiastic, legitimate magicians we've ever met. Like they just <laughs> they just really wanted to entertain some Americans, and it was endearing. And you were paranoid. And, oh yeah, and, and, I'm, I literally kept my hand in my pocket the entire time. And then afterwards, I gave them like probably four million in their money. And <laughs> awesome. I was like, guys, that was great. Anything you want to promote there, Mike Cannon? Uh, for dates, just go to MikeCannonComedy.com. I'm all over the road. I'm doing uh, D.C., Philly. Oh, if this is out by uh, the 25th of August. Of course. Oh, awesome. Portland, Maine. That's a big one. I'll be at uh, Empire Theater. It's a door deal, so please don't make right. me lose my shirt. Right. Uh, come out to that, the 25th. Again, tickets at MikeCannonComedy.com. I got Philly, D.C., Chicago all coming up. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's been great to watch your career from afar. Thank I, you. Bro. I, I kind of watch from afar, but... I, I see you moving up, and it's awesome to see you. I appreciate that. Really entertaining, and uh, and you're a good conversationalist, I appreciate to say that. the least. Thank you. And you're going to tell me what pot to smoke yeah. after this podcast. <laughs> All right. I think we're done, man. I want to thank Matt and the gang here at Get Parts for having us. A cool joint, right? This is the best. Yeah, super fun. But you didn't drink or anything. But no, maybe next time. Who knows? I might. You know, this might not last forever. <laughs> oh, really? You already? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You know, like I said, it's all open. <laughs> Yeah, but see, if you, I mean, you haven't drank in seven or eight months, but you're still doing, uh, you know, pot and all yeah, that, yeah. and you're probably dipping in shrooms and all that from... I haven't in a while, so you're but good. Yeah. Yeah, you're I, good. I feel like I'm good. Yeah. The alcohol, alcohol is evil, man. Yeah, it really is. It's fucking evil. And my dick doesn't work as good. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the first you're thing You're too to young go. for that shit. Well, I know. That's why booze is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Makes my dick and tongue lazy. <laughs> I mean, I'll get political for one more second here, but... I mean, we live in a society where, mar- I mean, we're finally getting there with marijuana. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, legal everywhere within a mere couple of years. But to wait this long to have marijuana illegal and alcohol legal, it's yeah. just, it's garbage. They just can't, they just got to get the whole business model ready before they unleash it on of the Of course. So they can take advantage But alcohol should have been the thing that was illegal. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, and, well, we saw what happened with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. All right, now I'm babbling. Mike Cannon, thank you so thank much. You, thank you to Matt and uh, the gang at Get Parts. Thanks to Mike Sappho. And an old friend stopped by. Are you allowed to fucking say hi on my podcast, you son of a bitch? I shall remain nameless. He's, he's, uh, rem- why? I don't know. He's panicking. I used to work with this guy at another company, and we're still friends. And Wow, why am I I'm bleeding from something. Oh, All right, I got to figure out why I'm bleeding. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Opie Radio podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Join the Facebook group, Opie Radio fans, I believe, on Facebook and Instagram, Opie Radio, Twitter, Opie Radio. You want to promote uh, Instagram or Twitter? Oh, yeah, at I am Mike Cannon. All right, cool. All right, I, I need a Band-Aid. All right, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah! Dude, thank you very much for having me.